You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening? Welcome to the Locked on Pistons podcast, your emergency episode for Wednesday, January 6th, and some rough news for a Detroit Pistons rookie. This is your boy, Matt Shook, the host of the Locked on Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well, thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word about the Locked On Pistons podcast. A bonus episode today under tough circumstances for Pistons fans, but just a little explainer about what we're doing here. Um, I guess first off, we're going to talk about the Killian Hayes injury. What is going on? What we know about it at this point? This is a developing story, so pay attention to the Twitters. Pay attention to Locked On Pistons as we continue to go forward as well. We'll have more information, but it sounds like uh, months that we're talking about for Killian Hayes to be out, possibly ending his season as his rookie year. We don't know about that yet. Possibly needing surgery. We don't know about that yet. But that's the kind of thing that we're talking about being on the table for the Detroit Pistons. We also have part two of our interview with James Edwards, the third of the Athletic. He had a very interesting article come out on Wednesday morning, and we actually discussed that with him Tuesday night before it came out. I'll break it down a little bit for you guys. And then uh, we'll talk to James here on the show. So a lot of good stuff. Uh, but give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H. Another underscore for that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. Brother Brian, always working hard. Give him a follow on Twitter at bshook 12 And Play Michigan, Play underscore Michigan is the account for the PlayMichigan.com uh, website that I work for. Um, again, we had James on. There is another episode on Wednesday that I already released late last night. You could check that one out. That one's a little bit more of an evergreen episode. This is the this is the breaking news, react to things that are going to be talked about today. That's why I wanted to kind of get this out today as opposed to waiting 12 hours or wait till Thursday morning. And then we got the Bucks game tonight that's still happening, apparently, that we're going to talk about on tomorrow's show. So just kind of a lot going on here. But listen to this one first and maybe hold the uh, the longer conversation with James about covering basketball in the pandemic. You might hold that for the weekend or something. Maybe you dug into that one already. But anyway, that's out there. A lot of good stuff from the Lockdown Pistons podcast. The content, hashtag content is everywhere today. But as reported early on Wednesday morning by Sham Sharania of The Athletic, uh, Pistons rookie Killian Hayes has suffered a labral tear in his hip. This is a end quote. This sounds like kind of maybe the worst case scenario of this injury. Uh, again, we've got a lot of folks. I know Sham in um, Pistons Twitter land does a good job of providing a little bit of expertise. There's a couple of doctors and quasi doctors out there as well. So, you know, it's hard to kind of parse what is out there and what's what's right and what's wrong at this point. Not, not that anyone's wrong, but everything you read and everything you hear is that Killian Hayes will not be playing for the Pistons for, like I said, a period of months. Um, the best information that I've got, and thanks first of all to Nick Willis, who was a University of Michigan, was a, a University of Michigan athlete, an Olympian for New Zealand, 
we had him on the show. This was like early on in my tenure of Lockdown Pistons. He's been someone that we've talked to on social media over the years. But Nick came on. Maybe we'll rerun that interview sometime. Early on in my Lockdown Pistons days, you probably hear my voice being like full of vigor, full of optimism and hope for the world. Not only the Pistons world, but the world ahead. And <laughs> then we know where 2020 brought us all and, and all that good stuff. But Nick Willis is a great guy. He's from New Zealand. He, while training and and competing for the University of Michigan became a big Pistons fan and follows this team very closely. So he checked in after we tweeted about Killian's injury on the Lockdown Pistons Twitter feed. It's just another reason to give a follow to that Twitter account. Nick Willis checks in and says, I had it done in April 2009. I'm talking about the surgery for his uh, a similar, in- basically the same injury, according to Nick. Um, was back in full training September 1st, 70 miles a week. So I guess we're talking about about five months there. Uh, never had any issues with it after the first year of rehab. Had the best years of my career after the surgery. Tie his left hand behind his back and use this time to work on his flaws. Nick goes on to say in a second tweet, there were NFL and MLB guys who had the surgery the same day as me at the Stedman Hawkins Clinic in Vail. Uh, we all rehabbed together for two weeks. It's not an uncommon injury. Chances are it was lingering for a while, and that fall was the final straw, better this year than next. End quote for Nick Willis's tweet. Uh, big Pistons fan and uh, obviously an accomplished world-class athlete himself, Olympian middle-distance runner, from the great uh, country of New Zealand that we all got to get to, by the way. At some point, if that's ever allowed to go places, uh, let's all go. First of all, let's go to Vail, uh, where Nick got his surgery, but then let's go visit New Zealand too. But, uh, you know, this is uh, not unexpected for Killian Hayes. We heard that he was doubtful for tomorrow's game, but as I kind of warned on Wednesday's show and also to some of the folks on Twitter yesterday, I didn't really see that as an update. That was just kind of a clerical, the Pistons have to say something. But uh, the worst-case scenario is kind of realized here. And uh, like Nick says, I mean, the, the question is, Killian Hayes, and, and there's there's a bright side of looking at this, and there's a not-so-bright side of looking at this, right? Killian Hayes, and, and, and there's Reddit threads about players that have had this kind of surgery. We'll parse through this stuff or this kind of injury and, and maybe get a more comprehensive look. We're kind of going a little bit off the seat of our pants here this morning as we're reacting to the news. But... Killian Hayes is not a, a, a great athlete in terms of NBA standards, obviously. He's a great athlete compared to you and I. Uh, maybe not Nick Willis at times. But um, what does that mean for him to have this hip injury? Because it's going to immobilize him for a while. He's not going to be uh, working. You know, It's easy to just say, oh, he's got to get faster. He's got to work on his, his speed and his, his sprinting and his, and his fast twitch and all that stuff. Well, first of all, those things aren't super easy to work on. A lot of that stuff is natural ability second of all now we're going to put him you know behind the eight ball for five months uh the skill work's not going to be as good hopefully there are a lot of things he can do while rehabbing in terms of the skill work and nick talking about uh, working on the right hand would be a nice thing too great idea there and um so what, what does this mean for a guy who's not great speed to begin with well does that mean uh you know isaiah thomas not not the zeke isaiah thomas but the celtics isaiah thomas who suffered a hip injury that really impacted his career well that was a guy who thrived and was pretty much uh his bread and his meal ticket was his quickness whereas that's not the case for killian hayes so just more evidence that killian hayes needs to uh, months and months down the road when he's back in the nba figure out ways to deal with the fact that he's not 
uh, really Reggie Jackson in terms of his speed. He's not Derrick Rose in terms of his ability to get by the first defender very easy. How does he do that? How does he go forward in this league without being that blazing point guard that can get through that first level very quickly? Is it a lot of stopping and starting? Is it a lot of tempo management? I mean, you can be slow, but then turn on the gas unexpectedly at times, and then you are just as effective as a lot of people who are very fast. These are the the types of things that Killian Hayes is going to be working on and need to be working on to be an effective player going forward. So if the Pistons trainers are listening, that's my advice to them. But bad news for the Pistons, bad news for Killian Hayes, bad news for the watchability of this team going forward in this season, but it is what it is. We're dealing with it as a fan base. And coming into next season, going to be a really interesting one. You'll have the high draft pick coming in next year. You'll have Killian Hayes coming in for season 1.0 or 1.5, something like that. Uh, basically a rookie year for him to kind of get involved in, in this this new era and this new wave of Pistons basketball that we knew was coming, that we know is coming, and uh, is um, it's going to be worse in terms of the uh, the wins and losses and the uh, expectations and really what we're kind of looking at on the court this year. But we'll get through it together here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. Uh, but up next, even more interesting things going on with the Pistons as James Edwards III of The Athletic, a friend of the pod, has a great article this morning that you should check out. I'm going to detail that coming up next, and then we're going to talk to James about it uh, here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But first... It's Bang the Over Brother Brian, and I can't wait for you guys to join me at my favorite website for online sports gambling at betonline.ag. Are you ready for some football? The College Football National Championship game is coming up, and the NFL playoff picture is set and starting this weekend. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. The Pistons are in Milwaukee tonight to take on the Bucks, and our 13 and a half point underdogs while the game total is 226 and a half the pistons are four and three against the spread this year and the over came in on monday in a game between these two teams when they totaled 240 points don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts we've all got our fitness goals for 2021 and our health challenges that may be lingering a little bit from 2020 so this is why I'm excited to tell you about this product. Just like you guys, January is important for setting the tone for the new year. And in 2021, that has never been more true. Luckily, our good friends at CBDMD are here to give you the support you need to conquer your New Year's resolutions and make this year your best one yet. And if those resolutions happen to involve fitness, they've got a brand new topical product that'll help keep you moving all year long. CBD Relieve with Lidocaine fuses CBDMD's hybrid broad-spectrum formula with fast-acting lidocaine to help provide temporary relief for minor aches and pains. And with the brand-new bag-on-valve spray technology, relief can be applied comfortably at any angle, even upside-down. And to make it even easier to get the year started off right, they're offering all of our listeners 20% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA, for 20% off your purchase of superior CBD products at CBDMD. Yes, sir! 2020 is mercifully over. 
It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, in a couple minutes, we'll have James Edwards III of The Athletic, the great beat writer for the Detroit Pistons on to talk about what, in my mind, before I talked to James on Tuesday night about this story, a little bit of a missing piece, right? Something wasn't quite right in my mind about Jeremy Grant signing with the Detroit Pistons, leaving a contending situation, uh, reportedly offered the same money ultimately by the Denver Nuggets, but instead coming to the Detroit Pistons. And uh, and why was that? I mean, it, it makes a little bit of sense. You can kind of read between the lines the opportunity, maybe the, um, the, the feeling of being wanted. You got Michael Porter Jr. maybe coming and taking those minutes, seeing where you're at as a 26-year-old and what you, your career might look like as a 33-year-old and what kind of place you can grow in and uh, become part of something in. But there was a little bit of a missing piece, and I think I've talked about it in the show a little bit, but – it feels like from reading a story that James published on early Wednesday morning that that missing piece is no longer missing. It it's kind of pulls this whole story together. It makes a lot of sense when you think about it and when you read the great story, which you should do and get a subscription to The Athletic and all that good stuff too. But Jeremy Grant is uh, has uh, the mind of an activist, it's, it, it, it appears. Um, James's story details how he read, has read a lot uh, of Malcolm X, the autobiography of Malcolm X, and it was uh, one of the guys who, when being interviewed in the bubble, would answer um, uh, talking about the, the death of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and seeking justice uh, for those two in particular and, and a lot of the other um, you know, unfortunate and, and tragic deaths that have happened at the hands of police officers. And um, no, if you listen to the Locked on Pistons podcast, we don't go there in terms of a lot of the uh, controversial issues. We talk about them as they pertain to the NBA, and now they are pertaining to the NBA because Jeremy Grant is out there, uh, to his credit, uh, saying kind of these things. And uh, quoting from James's story, uh, here's Jeremy Grant, whether it's off the court whether it's on the court or off, there's a sense of understanding that you get from, and I'm not going to say all, but a majority black players who have gone through and are going through some of the struggles that we do. I think that gives you a better connection, makes it a little easier, and makes you feel better about yourself when you have people that look like you around, end quote. So Jeremy Grant talking about playing for a team that's black run by Troy Weaver, who's the new general manager of the Detroit Pistons, whose uh, face of the team in a lot of ways is Dwayne Casey, the veteran black coach for the Detroit Pistons. So while we've talked a little bit, and and with James in the interview, you'll hear it, um, without me and him talking about it beforehand, we kind of, uh, myself kind of clunkily went into the Tom Gores situation, and that's maybe more of a longer-term discussion about how this franchise intersects with uh, the the controversy surrounding Tom Gores right now. But Jeremy Grant um, being very upfront, being very um, candid about his feelings about playing for a team that's largely black run in terms of the, the daily faces that are in the room, in that locker room, and in that front office as well. So it's, it feels like a little bit of a missing piece to me. It makes me feel personally good about the direction of this franchise in terms of the on-court stuff, you know, attracting free agents, all that uh, stuff that feels small to talk about when we're talking about these larger issues. But Jeremy Grant, a guy who's got uh, conviction, 
who's not afraid to say these things publicly, not only not afraid to say these things publicly, but appears to be someone who's willing and uh, um, excited to talk about these things publicly, wanting to leave a legacy, wanting to leave this world in a different and better place uh, than when he got it. I mean, he's the son of a pro athlete in uh, Harvey Grant, who played in the NBA, nephew of Horace Grant as well. His brothers, Jeremy's brothers, played in the league, and Jerry and still playing in the league as well. So this is a guy who, um, you know, has reasons to stay behind uh, the limelight and these kind of things. There's a lot of guys, and, and I'm not criticizing people out there, but you, you come from some some level of privilege on some parts of your life, it would be very easy to just kind of skate by. But no, uh, Jeremy Grant is putting himself out there, uh, taking some risks. I respect that a lot personally. Um, this is a missing piece that makes a lot of sense when you think about that. And I'm excited for this guy to be one of the faces of the Detroit Pistons going forward. Um, I like a team that's making an impact. I like rooting for individuals that you not only like and seem to be guys that are cool and chill and all that kind of stuff, but guys that have conviction, guys that want to change some things, and guys that uh, are willing to stand up for their beliefs. And that's something that I appreciate and respect and looking forward to years and years of watching Jeremy Grant in the red, white, and blue. I've said too much. I've rambled, as your boy always does. Here's me and James talking about his great article. Again, this is an, an interview that I had before I read the story, so uh, you'll catch that as, uh, as we go here. And uh, thanks again to James for, first of all, writing a great story to Jeremy for, for being willing to talk about the things that are important to him. And uh, here we go. All right, and here's part two with James Edwards III. We had him on I probably yesterday. We're kind of doing this on the fly, so I believe that this will run on Thursday's podcast. And by the time you listen to this podcast, I will have read this story that we are going to talk about uh, with James here. But uh, he gave us a little bit of a tease, and we're taping this before it actually publishes on The Athletic. But James, tell us about uh, the story that uh, everyone should be checking out this week. Yeah, man. Um a lot of people, as as it's been said, is Jeremy Grant came to Detroit for a bigger role, bigger opportunity, a chance to kind of spread his wings. Um, and that definitely was a big part of it. But I was had a conversation with him recently. Um, one of the, I would imagine, the few one-on-ones that's going to happen this year. And I had just kind of connected some dots. Um, Jeremy Grant, as most people know, was very vocal um, in the NBA bubble. One of the first to kind of um, take a stand and and – when he was asked questions in the bubble, he would, he would say, yeah, it's great to be back, but um, Breonna Taylor's killers are still out there. So he was very, he's been very uh, vocal in his social and racial justice issues and mm-hmm. some connecting dots. He's come to Detroit, which is the blackest city in America. Um, black head coach, black GM. I think Weaver and Casey are one of only four black coach GM tandems, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, and yeah, I got, and Jeremy had admitted to me that, playing for a black coach and a black GM was something that he wanted to do. And um, in the, in the era of player empowerment, I don't think a player has, has publicly said um, that's what they wanted to do with their, with their decision. And people might forget Jeremy's never been able to choose his own team. He was drafted by Philly traded from Philly to OKC and from OKC to Denver. So this is what he chose to do with his, uh, with his chance to, to dictate his own livelihood. So obviously this is a unique story that uh, that you've got for us, and we're sitting here in that weird time between when you finished it and uh, and when it's about to publish. And normally when you talk on interviews like this, uh, you're able to say, well, here's the reaction that I got. What do you anticipate that the reaction that you're going to get um, from this story 
whether it being a lot of reaction, uh, 90% positive, are you going to, do you feel like that there might be some kind of negative reaction in some regard? Uh, what do you anticipate these next couple of the days being like? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, in my mind, because like, I, like we were just talking about, I, I just, I, I mean, you see it in college a little bit. C- kids are starting to go to like the HBCUs, Howard, Don Maker's uh, mm-hmm. br- brother, cousin. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He he went to an HBCU. So it's, but it's at the pro level. I just can't, I I couldn't think of any, I asked people and we just couldn't think of anybody that's publicly said that. Um, So like, to me, you would think this could be something that could be talked about on the jump. Um, Something that would really, I think for a lot of people would help bring some clarity to why Jeremy did choose Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think a lot of people were confused and I think if they know Jeremy at all and can recall, um, his actions in the bubble and, mm-hmm. and, and connect the dots, like, I, I think that'll bring some clarity. Um, and of course, like I, there's, there's going to be people that don't want to necessarily read about non basketball mm-hmm. um, things. And I totally get that. Um, but for me, this was one a unique very unique and kind of i mean i like i I applaud him for i mean jeremy could have went to a lot of places um and for him to in the story as some of you might have read by now like we talked a lot about like his upbringing and um where that comes from and and where and when in his life like did he start kind of caring about um being vocal with these issues so um, for him to to use his player empowerment to, um, I guess, for causes close to what he believes in in his heart. I mean, bringing player empowerment to to, to Black America essentially. I mean, this is Detroit at the end of the day, the, the blackest city in America. And um, Dwayne and Troy obviously had a relationship with Troy. Um, it's it's a unique story that, of course, people are just going to want to, as they say, stick to sports. But I think for a lot of people. Um, I'm actually curious to see if any players react mm-hmm. um, because maybe, maybe I'm overselling it in my own head, but I think I, I anticipated a wave of this coming in the near future of players possibly going to play for um, black coaches, black GMs, um, just because of the, the way of the world the last year specifically mm-hmm. um I, I could have I, I there's a world in which i see you see more guys do that and i think he'll get applauded by a lot of people for making that decision um but obviously it's it's a uh it is a somewhat touchy subject i guess um and and some people might just rather hear about how he worked on his game to get to this point so it, it, it's going to be I think for the most part, it's going to be well-received. And again, I could just be overselling it and it's not as a big deal at all, but it, it feels significant to me. Got to tell you guys about rockauto.com. You know, the chain stores have different price tiers for the professional mechanics as the do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They got the lowest prices possible. And rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear, like the airlines do, rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. 
RockAuto.com, they've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for your ride. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, it's those prices at RockAuto.com. They're always reliably low and the same for the professionals as the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. rockauto.com When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcast. More with James Edwards III of The Athletic. And this part of it that I'm about to bring up is a, is a can of worms, and it's a topic for another day, but the Tom Gora's ownership situation with the, uh, the, the prison telecommunications company that he owns – uh, yeah. that's swirling right now. You know, that's something that's around this team right now. And uh, obviously, you know, the disclaimer right now that those issues and those things are, are more important than what happens on a basketball court and the, the, the minutia that we talk about day in and day out here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. But Brother Brian and I, at times, off, the, off mic and also during the show, I've talked about, hey, you know, if, selfishly as a Pistons fan, you wonder if this – Whatever happens, what the resolution is, wherever the feelings are kind of going forward with how Tom Gores and the Pistons handle this situation, whatever that means, does that impact the Pistons going forward in terms of their ability to attract players? Does that impact their relationship with the NBA player at large? Uh, and and what, you're, you know, what your story is telling us is that not only maybe not in one regard, but maybe that this team has some advantages, and again, um, I almost feel bad bringing up something that's much more important than having the Pistons get, get back to winning levels, but yeah. it's something that would be nice for this city and this fan base as well going forward. So, so maybe there's the, the way that this organization is set up, and obviously Troy Weaver coming in, getting the opportunity, and Dwayne Casey being uh, a very visible guy out there and a visible face of this organization too, that maybe there's some advantages for this team given uh, the climate of what's been going on in this past year. Yeah, certainly. And and I me and Jeremy didn't I only had a few ten minutes with him and because I hadn't met him in person, I kinda had to to massage with some sure. half of the interview to to get him to loosen up and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um uh, so we didn't get to the the time part. I would have liked to and maybe it's some follow up at a different day. Um but I just get the the sense that owners in all sports are what they are. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's there's probably very few instances in which a player is signing up to play for an owner. Right. That's, most of them are, are rich and have other interests and investments outside of basketball. The ownership ownership is pretty constant across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think for Jeremy and a lot of players, it's the guys you see day to day, the mm-hmm. leaders, um, the coach, the GM, the people who you see their face every day, who's who dictate what the culture is at these places. Um, and I think for Jeremy, it was he had never played for a black coach in his seven years in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there, and he, he gives a great quote in the story. Um, I asked him why that's important to him, and you could check that out in the story. But he, I, I think it's important to a, a lot of 
lot of black men to have, and as one of myself, um, it's important to have those people, your people in leadership positions. Um, and Detroit is again, one of four that has on the day-to-day leadership council to black men leading the way. Yeah. And it's, it's a great thing. And and one of the reasons, one of a, one of a handful of reasons why I was excited to get Troy Weaver in town, as you said, into this city, in this time, in this sport, and uh, not only paying dividends to have one of the great, you know, giving a, a guy an opportunity who has deserved it over the years to be in charge of this organization, but uh, paying dividends, not only with his scouting and basketball mind, but uh, just because of who he is. And that's always good to see, but I'm looking forward to reading it, James. And uh, thanks for taking the time and breaking it down with us. And I'm interested to hear not only, not only to read the story, but maybe how this whole thing kind of evolves. And we'll have you on down the road to talk about the Tom Gores situation, because you talk about owners uh, and I agree with you that the players don't sign up for owners, but until it becomes a problem, right? Until it becomes right. Donald Sterling, and we right. know that Blake Griffin was kind of involved. So, so whenever, if this ever happens, if Blake Griffin, um, you know, talks, and, and Jeremy Grant's obviously a guy who has opinions here too. I mean, not not that I'm trying to stir up something at this point, but I'll be interested to see how this whole thing kind of evolves. And, uh, and, and what we're looking at going forward for the Pistons. So Certainly, I don't know. Man. No, I appreciate you giving me the time, man. Thank you. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Definitely. James Edwards, the third of the athletic, uh, one of the great beat writers throughout the country. And we're lucky to have him a young guy who's just killing it, uh, on the beat and another great story on Jeremy Grant on Wednesday morning that you guys all need to check out. Consider getting that subscription of the athletic, giving it away as gifts, all that good stuff, support, your journalists as uh, those of us who are uh, out there grinding need your support as well. But an interesting day for the Detroit Pistons. Obviously bad news with Killian Hayes coming down. We'll follow that story going forward. But Jeremy Grant, a compelling figure himself, how that relates or doesn't relate to Tom Gores going forward. We'll cover all that stuff as well. Just uh, a compelling team that we have here at the Detroit Pistons and uh, feeling good about the community we have here on Locked on Pistons and, and sorting through all these issues in real time as we will and as we will continue to do here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. That should do it for today. Two good episodes that I feel good about. And, uh, again, huge thanks to James Edwards. Looking forward to more newsy days and more uh, newsy interviews and fun interviews with him down the road. We'll get some of the other writers on, too, as time goes on. But that wraps up this edition of Locked on Pistons. I'm your host, Matt Shook. Now, Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Have a great day. Back to basketball tonight on the court. We'll talk Pistons Bucks on tomorrow's show. Have a good one, guys.